Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Men don't feel love from women who don't respect them. I feel like Janelle struggles to respect me or show me respect. It might be an unfair statement. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that we argue. If, if you don't respect me, don't bother with the love. It just doesn't work in that way. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, our Sister Wives edition. I mean, at this point, it's giving that hip-hop Harry meme to like, go, 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 go. Who's next? Who's next, Janelle? I think you might be up. Leave. Get out right now. It's the end of them. I mean, what are we about to watch next episode, y'all? Oh, we got to focus on this week because it, I mean, the man has opened one book and on the cover says Cody Brown's rules of bullshit. And it's just a system that he seems to just replicate over and over again until one life remains and it's happening to Janelle. And I mean, just by the numbers, I we'll get into it. Okay. So it's officially time for Christine to move. Thank God. And she's going to be moving into a rental. McKelty found it. She's moving inside unseen. McKelty took care of the whole thing. So a week ago, Christine got an offer on the house thinking we're all good to go. But as they're moving, literally moving into the moving stuff into the trucks, they get a call from the realtor. Uh, hey, girl, your offer fell through. Also, we're going to be showing people the house today. So thanks so now christine's in a pretty she's in a pinch she's in a bind because when the people were initially gonna buy it she had a three-week grace period before everything had to be moved out but now it's like she's moving but they also have to show the house and usually the house has to be in pretty damn good shape or at least empty right so now they're moving and also moving the boxes that they weren't going to move into the garage so people can walk through the house Cody says in a confessional that most of the family and Flagstaff came to say goodbye to Christine the night before, and it was really awkward. Yeah, girl, we know. We saw it, and it was worse. It was real bad. And then Robin says that it was awkward and horrible, and wouldn't you know, she ends up victimizing herself in this. And Robin says, I just don't know what to do with it because Christine doesn't want a relationship with me or my kids, and 
I guess she just disappears to a certain extent out of my life. And if I happen to run into her when Truly's over, I guess I'll just stay out of my way. I mean, this bitch acts like Christine is the damn Hulk over here. I mean, a nicer person? Have you seen a more nice person than Christine Brown? I mean, my God, the woman is a natural blonde at age 50. Like, how does it... I mean... Surely that happens only out of the purity of her own heart. I shouldn't um, put the connection between blonde and purity. I hear it now. I shouldn't have done that. I'll take it back. I'm going to walk that one back. <laughs> Moving on. The point was that Christine is a damn nice person. Okay? I, I, what is he talking... Robin, shut up. Anyway, so Robin then says it's really hard for her to be optimistic because one wife just went off and blew up all her hopes. And the collateral damage will last for, I can't even say, will last for generations. Girl, what are you talking about? So now Robin is holding Christine responsible for generational trauma. Babies that don't even exist yet. Maybe that baby that she thought she was going to have. That one's traumatized too. Trauma for generations? Girl. (laughs) What about your divorce? Is anybody like, your kids seem fine. But, but Christine leaves and all, all hell breaks loose. Okay. So then Mary says in a confessional that as news of Christine has been made more pl- public, a.k.a. Um, sound the alarm, the praise, the praise that went up, um, she was shocked. Mary. Mary says that she was actually shocked at how many people reached out to her. Why? Why would you be shocked by that, Mary? And then she says... These people come at me and they're just like, why can't you be as strong as Christine? Why don't you leave Cody? He's such a, you know, blah, 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 whatever their list is (laughs) that people say about Cody. It frustrates me because you know what? Christine has her own value regardless of Cody. And I have my own value regardless of Cody. You're this close. You're this close. Mary, people are reaching out to you because they don't think that you see the value in yourself. That's why. Because you're still here. This man who's made it abundantly clear that he don't want you, girl. That's that's why. We want you to find that value that you claim to have. We don't see it. That's a problem. And at this point, like, I, I'm tired of the cluster headaches that I get with Mary. Like, I clearly, and I think we, you listening to it, like, all of us want this more for Mary than she does for herself. So, like, collectively, release. Deep breath. Exhale. We got to let it out. Because she doesn't want this. She's stupid. She wants to be stupid, so, like, I'm just going to let her put the dense cap and those eyebrows on herself. That's her choice. That's her choice. Frankly, the only benefit that Mary's getting out of this whole situation is that Robin's eyebrows look so much worse that I don't even roast her for hers anymore. Other than that, not sure. What else do we got here, Mayor? So as they're getting their stuff out, Janelle comes over to say goodbye. She brings coffees for everybody. And Christine says that Janelle's been really great. And she'll always be super grateful of her for her support in leaving. And, you know, the fact that she was going to have to change the whole dynamic of the family by leaving. So Janelle says in a confessional that she and Christine are going to be really great friends. And they've had this life experience that they shared. And then when Janelle leaves, (laughs) y'all... They interview Janelle outside of Christine's house and like Christine's kind of packing up in the background. You can see her like they're still moving. But like, what have we seen Janelle this emotional? I I can't really even remember a time. She like really has to get a hold of herself 
She's like, you know, I think I'm good until I start thinking about Christine leaving. And then she says, it's not the end. It's the end of a chapter, a big, big chapter, maybe even at the end of a book. All of a sudden, my whole world looks different. And then Janelle says in a confessional that she doesn't think that any of them know, like all the rest of them know what happens moving forward. They're probably just going to have to make it up as they go along. Like, yeah, you hate to break it to you, Janelle. I think you've been doing that the whole time. All y'all's decisions seem very haphazard. But now you now you know. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. So Janelle leaves and then everybody gathers around the driveways like Christine's announcing, okay, we're leaving. And McKelty starts to yell, freedom! And then she goes, oh, I mean, adventure! <laughs> then here comes Cody in a confessional saying, yeah, Christine's leaving and I just feel like I'm coping in a way. Like, I really want to tell her I loved you. I loved you. Why did you betray me? Let's break it down here, y'all. Cody thinks of love as completely transactional. He thinks of love as an act that you give somebody, a performance. I will hold your hand and I will kiss you. That's love to him, as he said a couple episodes ago. And in exchange for that, in Cody's mind, Christine's supposed to just languish in this relationship forever and just take whatever scraps he feels like giving her or Robin feels like giving him to give to her, you know? And so now he's like, I'm not getting a return on my investment of love, handholding kiss. So what's good here? And he's pissed off about it. And that's what he's not getting. You didn't love her. You performed the act of love or what you think love is. Because then he says, I worked for this and it's almost pathetic that she's leaving and she's done. And I have to accept that, but I don't want to because it's breaking my heart. No, it isn't because you don't have one. Anyway, Christine says that as soon as she actually got to leave, everything dissipated. All the nerves, all the fear, and that as soon as she hit the road, done. She felt great. Like we had so many good family or, you know, memories in this house, but I get to move on and I'm going home. Okay, girl. So they pull up to the new house. It's super late, but Aspen's outside. Aspen's really pretty, you guys. Also, Aspen has like Pam Beasley energy from The Office. And I just, I hope that next season we get to see more of Aspen because I feel like she seems like a very sweet girl, but she also seems like very shy. And I just don't know, like, is she talking to anybody except for Christine and that leprechaun that she's married to? I'm not sure. Respectfully. I'm I'm sure he's a nice guy, but... You see it. You guys, he shouldn't have worn the kilt to the wedding if he didn't want me to call him a leprechaun. That's kind of his fault. But yeah, like, I want to hear how Aspen feels about this whole thing. I want to know what Aspen feels about her daddy, because I think it would be very illuminating. I really, really do. But so she and Trilly go into her the house while it's completely empty. Like I said, she's not seen it, but typical. I mean, you know, like, it's nice, right? It looks like every modern new build, you know, floors, they're gray. Everything's gray. Real cute, right? Super clean, brand new build. Christine's childlike wonderment really cracks me up. She's like going through the house and like the laundry room is big enough for me to do a dance party in. This house is great. (laughs) So now that Christine's house is out of contract, the Flagstaff house, Janelle and Savannah have gotten permission to go and fill up their poor water jugs for their RV. I mean, my God. I mean, Cody... Cody, who last week said that he never wanted to drive past the house, he didn't want anything to do with Christine ever again, uh, just happens to pop up because 
he was driving by the house and saw Janelle outside. Just crazy timing, right? I have a feeling he drives by that house quite a bit. Also, what were you doing? You had time to fill up a bunch of water jugs and film. I thought you were busy all day. Suddenly we got time to fill up some water jugs? All right. Just, just on the fly? Okay. Poor sweet Savannah. Like, girl, it's, y'all, it's been hard. <laughs> the RV's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. I'm having to do chores that I wouldn't have to do if we had just moved into an apartment. Not loving it, but here we are. So Cody asks Janelle, now that the house is out of contract and it's up for grabs, why don't we just move into this house? Why don't you just move into Christine's house? And then we can build on Coyote Pass. Then we'll rent this house out after it and it'll be an investment property, blah, blah, blah. Apparently that's what they're planning on doing with Robin's mansion once she moves out, which seems to not be anytime soon, but okay. So now Janelle has to play by the rules of Robin. So Janelle's like, I want my own house. But Cody says, even if we start building right now, you still have a year more that we'd have to wait before you move in. So Janelle says in a confessional that she can't afford both house mortgages. She can't afford to buy Christine's place and then get financing for the house. So when Cody says, I don't understand why we can't do it, Janelle beats him to the punch as she should have. See, that's a good bitch. See, she knew. She knew that he was going to spout some bullshit. So she's like, you know, let me reach out to a professional beforehand because I know you're going to say something dumb and I'm going to tell you. And I reach out to this man we know since you're clearly not going to listen to me. You know, the man whose job it is to be a mortgage professional because he's been working us with, with our finances for the four years that we've been living in Flagstaff. I already reached out to him and he told me that in order for the, like if she were to apply for a mortgage for Coyote Pass, the house would count against her debt to income for the next two years or the following two years. So it would actually be a burden for her, really a hindrance for her to even buy on Coyote Pass or start to build because she's going to be stuck with this house. So like, where the hell is she going to live waiting those two years for the house to be rented out to somebody else? Like, right? Like, she's not going to have anywhere to live. Cody, does this not make sense to you? Like, in order for her to get a loan for the house, she would have to move out of that house to rent it out to somebody for two years, leaving her where? Hello, it's right there. So Cody's response to this completely reasonable um, situation is, um, I feel like you're not being (laughs) open-minded. Janelle says, I spoke to a professional, Cody. And he goes, so what? And then this bitch admits, he says in that confessional, you know, had Janelle not bought that RV, we would have been able to purchase the house. We'll pin that comment for later. So Cody's plan allegedly is to pay off the land this year so that then they can then fund Janelle's build the following year. So Janelle really starts getting annoyed and says, no, the whole reason why we moved to Flagstaff is to build out here, Cody. Cody has a glint in his eye, as I noticed, as she's talking and he's talking at her. And then he says, he totally admits it in a confessional. He's like, I'm just really just trying to be argumentative with Janelle intentionally. But the point is that I want her to move into Christine's house because it's easy. So then I can tell that Janelle really starts getting pissed because she looks at Cody and says, I can build in a year 
And then she, like, points her finger at him, but it, her hand was shaking in a way of, like, I'm really trying to keep my shit together. Uh, first of all, poor Savannah is quite literally <clears throat> standing in the middle of them as they're going back and forth, as she's watching her mom be actively gaslit and manipulated by her father. And ugh, poor thing. So Janelle also tells Cody, okay, if I use money to buy this house, I could just use that to pay off the land so we could build quicker. And Cody says we can do both. Um, okay, so let me go back to my notes where I said put a pin in it, where Cody says in a confessional that had Janelle not bought the RV, they would not have been able, or they would have been able to purchase Christine's house. And then 30 seconds later, we have the money to buy this house and also build out on Coyote Pass. Which one is it? You also said like one or two episodes ago that you can't afford to build out on Coyote Pass. Like we used to have the money, but now we don't. But Janelle says in a confessional that she's the bookkeeper. Thank God, because she's the one who gives the taxes to the accountant. and She can see how the money's being dispersed from the family account. And then she says that outside of their debt and their daily expenses, like their normal money that is outgoing, the money has been going to other things. Other things like what, Janelle? Just bulk orders of curly girl gel and um, eyebrow pencils? Things like that. Is that where the money's going? She kind of expa- expands on this by saying, I'm just saying if we were prioritizing like we did when we bought the other houses, we could pay off the land. Clever move on the editor's part to immediately cut to Robin in a confessional saying, we always work together to take care of the whole family, which is bullshit. What have you contributed to the family coffer other than a bunch of tacky silver jewelry? Quickly, what is it? So then Robin says, well, we work together to buy Christina house and take care of the kids, but she doesn't seem to mention how they also worked together. <laughs> and by together, she means uh, Janelle and Mary gave her money, but to buy her house, didn't mention that. Just Christine, that's her fault. We can't afford to pay off the property. And I know that must be really stressful to Janelle, but it's also stressful to me because all I've wanted to do is just get our butts out on that property. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. 
Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. I'm so sick of this bitch. Like, why does she not understand that, like, you're living very comfy cozy in that big brown house. Janelle's living in an RV. So to even attempt or, like, suggest that there's an equivalency between what you guys are, how y'all are suffering and the sacrifices that you, well, I've wanted to be there, so I'm suffering too. (laughs) Okay. And you know I'm serious, because I said but. So, Robinick's claim of, like, wanting things and trying, but when where's the footage? I'm never seeing ever any footage of her ever putting any of these things, effort into any of these things that she claims to be so upset about. Like, truly just suffering, but doing nothing to change her life. Because it benefits her. Right? Then Cody says in a confessional that Janelle hasn't had any conversations with Robin or Mary about the property. And he's more than willing to do that, but they just don't have the money. This is exactly the same shit he played with Christine about when she wanted to move to Utah. He's like, well, I really want to do it, but I really think you need to talk to your sister wives first. And then what happened? As soon as she did that, he's like, what? Uh, I never said that. Utah. I didn't want that. Even though I explicitly said that I'm excited about the idea. I didn't want to. I just meant like, yeah, I want to move there, but I don't want to actually move there. Why didn't you understand that, Christine? Why didn't you understand that when I said I'm excited about moving to Utah, you didn't understand that I meant not literally. I just meant like the idea of it. (laughs) Then Janelle tells Cody that She feels like buying Christine's house is going to not only slow her down, but she'll just be stuck there forever in a house that she never wanted in the first place. So Cody even continues to ramble about how much of an investment property this is going to be and how it'll be an asset to them in the long run. But Janelle says that Cody's been yammering about how much he's hated to lose his house. So she's thinking what's really going down here is that he's using, trying to use her buying power, her money, to keep this house in the family because he just likes it. Really just like his own selfish needs of keeping that house. So then she says, I'd be in this home that isn't my favorite and I'll probably be stuck there forever. <laughs> like, why does he not get that? So that he does. So then Cody tells Janelle that she is not thinking like an entrepreneur. And then she really kind of snaps. She's like, Cody, I get that, but I don't have a house. I want my own house. I want my own house. Then Janelle brings up uh, some other shit and like renting, right? She's like, I want to rent in town. That's it. I want to buy this house. I just want to rent an apartment. And Cody says, well, I don't want to live in an RV anymore. She's like, yeah, that's why we're going to move in town. 
Hello? Then she says in a confessional, dude, you have a house. You go home and you live in that house with Robin. I have no house. We've been in Flagstaff for four freaking years and I don't have a house. I am so frustrated for her. (sighs) I, I, like, dog. Because here's the thing. It's like, she's not telling him anything that he doesn't know. He knows this shit. He just refuses to act like any of this shit exists. And that's what's really even more frustrating. And like, this man is not a partner to you. He's actively trying to make you mad and act like he never knows what you're talking about. And you're just like, well, here you are. Here she is fucking up again. And he knows that this doesn't make any fucking sense. He knows that logistically this doesn't work. It's just going to keep her in that house because you want it. So like, what are you going to do with Coyote Pass then, bro? What are we doing? (laughs) At this point, Mary reveals in a confessional that she also gave the money of her sale of the house. So Janelle says she gave half of it. Mary suggested that maybe she gave all of it. And which would make sense because that house is a million dollar house, right? To Robin so that she could get the house. And she's like, you know, we've always just done that. And I have no problem with the fact that I'm renting still. And honestly, isn't this Mary and Robin's relationship in a nutshell? Like Mary pours everything into a situation that gives her no returns so that Robin can live her best life. And here Mary is renting. Now, does it matter that Mary's renting? No, I I don't understand why she has such a big fucking house. The house with that water feature. Is that the one that she's still living in? Why? There's literally just one of you and, and Mosby maybe. But like, yeah, you should be fine living in a, honestly, studio. (laughs) Like, why do you need that big-ass house? She's so stupid. The point is that Mary doesn't get that she's, like, forcing herself to be fine with being last place because in her mind, it's all for the the family, right? So Cody walks off and he tells Janelle that if there's a will, there's a way. And they can do both, meaning buy the house and also pay off Coyote Pass. Then Cody says in a confessional that he's been trying to get Janelle to buy Christine's house. And she doesn't want to, even though he's asked her repeatedly, which is just what Janelle said. Like, I'm catching on to you, bro. You just wanted the house. You don't care that I'm in it. You just want me to buy it. He's so weird. Oh, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I've been asking her repeatedly, but she doesn't want to work with me. So, and if she doesn't want to work with me, then she gets to solve the problem on her own. And then he's like, you know, Janelle went through this whole charade of buying the RV and moving out there. It's not working. And then Janelle says in a confessional, he's not even listening to me, not listening to all the reasons why I can't do this or I don't want to move into Christine's house. It's almost like he feels like if he just keeps telling me, I'm just going to lay down and say, okay, let's do it. (laughs) And then Cody says, well, I'm not really trying to force her. Janelle's doing anything she wants. And I'm just trying to have a conversation with her, but you know, That's what she's always done. She's always just done whatever she wants. (laughs) Which is what he did with Christine, too. He called her a princess, remember? Like, oh, you just have a fit if you don't get your way. He did the shit with her. Christine and then truly uh, go back to Flagstaff to visit. Christine's going to stay at the empty house for a night. Truly is going to go to Janelle's house interesting uh rv rather and christine says like listen uh i was having a lot of fun in utah (laughs) having a lot of fun moving forward with my life and not thinking about flagstaff but 
I had to come back here. And then she actually shudders. <laughs> you know what? I'm, we're just going to move forward. Janelle and Truly apparently have a very good con like relationship. Janelle loves that she can have adult conversations with Truly and she forgets that she's 11. And um, she also, we find out about Janelle's love of stars and astronomy and how she calls the stars her babies. And she'll just pick out stars out of the sky. And she's like, I have a lot of babies. Honestly, I wasn't really getting it, but and she seemed very happy about it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to her. So... Then, you know, Janelle's, like, really living her best life, trying to find the silver lining, having a great time. Like, we're making a, the most out of living out here. We can grill out a lot. We can do our little hot dogs and our hamburgers and our uh, tinfoil meals. And we just, like, make the most of it. So she also talks about how excited she has to have is to have Truly there and how important it is for her to have, like, Truly have a really good experience and have fun. She's like, I'm doing anything. I even bought some sugary cereal and I don't usually keep that. Just, I just want to make sure that she has a really good experience. Now, isn't this so interesting compared to how Robin talks about having Truly in her house? It's always about like, well, I'm happy to welcome Truly in the house. Just so you know, if Christine comes over, I'll just cower in the corner and cry. And like, I thought you guys were supposed to be taking her in giving her her own room and here we are like y'all ain't done shit <laughs> but yeah Janelle who lives in an RV seems to have all the room and love and space for Truly and she wants to make it nice for her and have her be excited about where she is not heard anything near that from either Robin or Cody with regards to Truly visiting them but here we are <laughs> And I heard that McKelty is the one who's driving Truly back and forth from Utah to Flagstaff so that Truly so that Truly can see Cody. <laughs> like, he's not even driving up there. Bitch. I felt sad for Truly because she, like, had a real-time realization in the uh, confessional talking about, yeah, you know, like, we had a really nice time. We looked at the stars. We cooked out. And... And I kind of realized that I wasn't going to see them for a couple months. And it was like, oh, you know, and kind of bittersweet, right? Then we see Christine at the old house in Flagstaff. She's about to move the rest of her stuff. And they've got a really solid offer now from a different buyer. So it's things are looking good. Um, She's been moved out for about 20 days so far. And so she's like walking around. It's not even feeling like home to me anymore. And then she was like, I'm really optimistic about, you know, everything being fine with me and Janelle. Um, but with everybody else, I feel like things are more broken than ever. So she's like, I really want to maintain my relationship with Janelle. It's really solid. It's really strong. But then Christine says, you know, every time we go into town, Janelle and I'll have coffee. We'll spend our morning together. We're not really sister wise. We're kind of just friends. And it's a little bit easier that way. And then Christine says, I'm not sure if we're sister wives if we're not married to the same guy, you know? Then Janelle says that out of all of the sister wives, Christine was always the heart of the relationship for her. She's like, I, this really cracked me up. She goes, I struggled with Mary and we worked for a lot of years to try and figure ourselves out. And Robin, there's a lot of problems. 
But Christine truly is in my head the definition of a sister wife. We shared a big portion of our lives together. We have a history together. We're a support network for each other. So I consider us to still be sister wives. But Christine says that she has not spoken to Robin or Mary since the last time they all saw each other in her backyard. And she feels like it'll probably be a situation where they can be cordial and amiable when they see each other, like reunions or whatever, but they won't be seeking each other out. And then she says that she feels like maybe things could change years from now with them. But at this point, there's not a whole lot of trust between the three of them at all. And Christine looks around the house for the last time. And she says, I just don't like being here. Like everywhere else that I'm at, I feel strong. I feel confident. I'm happy. But then I come back to Flagstaff and I just feel like another wife in a loveless marriage that's going nowhere. And so I, by moving, I feel like I'm saying goodbye to that life too. In our next scene, Cody drives out to Coyote Pass because Janelle wants to talk to him about something. But in a confessional, he says that me and Janelle have been living out there for a while now and it's been less than a picnic and we're just ignoring problems in our relationship and just, here's a carpet, sweeping it under there, right? Then, so Janelle tells Cody that she wants to show him the plans that she had drawn up for the house, just like a mock-up. They'll send that off to the different builders to see what their bids are. And they can also help move on with the uh, pro- uh, property, right? So I thought Janelle was going to be building a casita temporarily to live in. And then there was going to be another house. But no, she's just building a casita, a two-bedroom place with a garage below it, which she says cut down, cuts down on building costs. Um, you know, Savannah's the only one that's left. And so they're just going to have a couple of small bedrooms, decent sized bedrooms, and then make a large, like, social space that everybody can hang out in. So Janelle is, like, truly taking, honestly, like, out of everything, the scraps. Honestly, like, you're just being like, okay, I just going to have this little tiny two bedroom space. It'll have a garage. I mean, I don't know if she's considering the logistics of having a three-car garage underneath her home. Probably not going to be that great for sound, but whatever. Um, To find out that she wants so little out of this situation makes it that so much worse, right? Like, I bet she probably in her mind would have wanted a lot more, but now she's just like, I want to be on that property so bad. I'm just going to take something that is beneficial to the family and I'm just getting scraps. And I bet you, if we saw the mock-up for what Mary wanted, bitch, like Mary should be in this house. Mary should be in the casita. Because you're really not even the, in the family, right? You should get the Steve Urkel <laughs> lounge. We just gave you something because you're here, right? And you won't leave us alone. That's where you should be living. Janelle should at least have a three-bedroom house, I feel. Like, have a three-bedroom. Savannah can have her place. And then, you know, if other kids want to visit... And they can visit. And then you have two bedrooms if more of your kids want to visit. You know, like uh, uh, Madison's got all those kids and she can have a room for her and then have a room for the kids when they visit. Let me say visit one more time. (laughs) I think Janelle deserves a three bedroom house because she's got like a hell of kids and they're going to want to. I was going to say the V word again. Come over. And yet. okay, you get it. So Janelle has gone through the effort of making this, getting this done to show to uh, Cody and get things moving, right? 
But Cody wants to make things difficult. Surprise, surprise. Saying, well, we can't move out until we divide the property. So really, that's the next step that we should be focusing on. So let's just refresh our memories, you guys. That The only reason why they have to pay this property off is because Cody is choosing to do these five lots. They had the approval for four, but now that he wants to break it down into more, then they have to pay it off before they can build. The only thing that is keeping them is Cody. Janelle says in a confessional that this is typical Cody. Things aren't going great for him, so suddenly everything's her fault. She's inconveniencing him, and she's like, it's astounding. It's astounding. (laughs) So Cody says that they need to do the subdivision, because if they get a fifth lot out of the property, then Cody says they need it, because it increases the property value by 20%. But, like, if you can't pay it off then at what point is this going to be beneficial to you, Cody? Like, what are we doing? He's so stupid. He's so stupid. And he's throwing money down the drain. For what? Like, this is such... I cannot imagine wasting the amount of money that they have wasted because, let's be real, Dayton got into college in Arizona. They have spent millions of dollars. Nobody has a permanent home except for Robin. All of this is because Dayton got into school in Arizona. I hope we all know that. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) Like, deadass, they've probably spent, like several children's uh to college tuitions so that Dayton could go to a community college like that is wild <laughs> I would love for Susie Orman or who's that her name's Katie Porter is she the one who's always doing math in the government I want them to just like take a quick glance at their finances for the past I'll just give you five years you know but I know there's been bullshit this whole time but just since like Right before they moved to Flagstaff till now, I would like them to really break down to Cody how much money he has wasted. Because it has got to be astronomical. Janelle says that Cody thinks he's some sort of guy who's going to build a bunch of houses and then rent them. And great. That's great if that's what he wants to do. But just give me my piece. That's all I want. Just give me my little plot of land, boy. They just spent this whole conversation earlier, Cody, yelling at Janelle about how they can definitely afford to buy Christine's house and pay off the property. And that Janelle's just delusional. <clears throat> so now Janelle is delusional because the thing that you said she... <sighs> I can't with this man. I can't. How is she delusional? He says she's just so delusional that she feels like in her mind if she just like works her will hard enough that things will be successful. But the money's just not there. Then they talk about how uh, Cody tells Janelle that she's got to run this by Mary and Robin. Janelle says in a confessional, we live in this bureaucracy where every decision has to be made by committee. And it's truly the most frustrating part of my life. Yeah, me too. (laughs) One of the most frustrating parts of my life is watching you guys make decisions together. (laughs) That's not even a joke. Then Janelle gives us even more information about their finances And she says that typically a lot of plural families will just have the husband disperse the finances to the families equally, but they made the decision in the beginning to put all of their money together and just pool it. But in the past six or seven years, they started thinking about their future, their estates, and so the money's kind of starting to separate, but there's a lot tied up that they all together. 
Cody says that the reason why the finances are now separating is because the kids are getting older. So now it's become what used to be conversations about our kids is now my kids. And it's not sinister. They're just in a position where Robin just happens to have all of her kids at her house still. Even though two of them are adults by Cody's definition and should be out of the house. And the other one's just a few months away from that herself, but okay. Um, but Janelle's basically an empty nester at this point. Christine's pretty much an empty nester. No mention of Mary. We all know why. But now it's Janelle's fault. It's Janelle's fault that her kids are older. <laughs> because she can just go off and see the kids by herself. But that just leaves me here. I can't leave because I have these tender age children at home. You know, and, like, bro, that's something you should have thought about before you nutted in all of them 18 times. Like, that's your fault. That's on you, bro. Like, did why did you not consider that your kids would get older? And now you expect Christine and Robin, or Christine and Janelle, and I guess Mary, if she's there, um, to all actively parent Robin's kids as though things were the way they were 25 years ago. And like, that's not even realistic. (laughs) This dude truly believes that once you're an adult, that you're just like on your own and doing your own thing and having a family. And like, they're just supposed to stick around and not give a shit about their older kids and just be like, well, you can come around if you want, but like, we still got Ariola over here. So I got to be with her for Christmas because otherwise Cody's ego is going to be bruised and he's going to feel left out and have FOMO. So now I got to stick here, uh, you know, bro, like don't have all these kids. <laughs> so when Janelle asks Cody, if any of the other two are going to be building out on Coyote Pass anytime soon, um, Cody's like, well, I haven't really talked to Mary much about it, which like, yeah, duh, or anything. But then Cody says in a confessional that every time he brings up Coyote Pass, Mary just gets really wishy-washy. So he's not really sure what her intentions are, but most likely she would be the next person to start building. And then he says verbatim, I want that. And I want her to feel like she can do that so that she'll be partnering with us on what we want to accomplish out here, especially getting it paid off. Like, dog, Mary, do you hear that? You're an asset to him. In money only. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
He just wants you here so that you... <laughs> like, and this is why they're waiting. This is why they're waiting. Y'all, they're sick. Him and Robin are fucked up. Like, they're waiting. They're like, oh, yeah, let's have Janelle put it on. Let's have Mary put it on. And then by the time they move in, there's probably, you know, like, they're probably waiting for them to finance this house for them, ultimately. Like, sink enough money into the whole project, and then we'll just come in late in the game and build up our mega mansion. And then whatever the fuck you guys did, oh, well, that's on you. Sorry. Mary admits that since they first started having conversations about the property, they've, like, she was a little bit, like, you know, undecided. And then she kind of laughs under her breath. It's like, yeah, girl, we remember that fight where uh, Cody popped off on you because you couldn't figure out whether or not you wanted to live in the trees. And then he's like, oh, see, Mary always gets whatever she wants, Robin. You just get the scraps. Yeah, LOL. (laughs) The scene ends with Cody playing the victim in a confessional by saying there's an element that he's been struggling with. And they've been going through this COVID thing. I honestly, like, I almost threw my phone at the TV when he blamed COVID for his relationships. I'm about to do it right now. (laughs) I'm about to throw this phone at my TV that's not even on. I deleted the episode off my DVR and I still want to throw it at my TV. I really do. Because of COVID. Oh God. What the fuck did he say? He's been feeling disrespected. And so he's not going to be breaking his back to work for anybody if they don't respect him. Meaning Janelle. He says Janelle needs somebody who's going to break her back to get this project done. And that's just not me right now. Men don't feel love from women who don't respect them. And I feel like Janelle struggles to respect me or show me respect. It might be an unfair statement. I'm not sure. It is. It is. But it's just a way that we argue. Like, if you don't respect me, then don't bother with the love. It just doesn't work in my world. He's sick. He's sick. And once I, once again, I say, cut the Wi-Fi. Cut the Wi-Fi. Ariella. Dana Rowe, Brianna, cut the Wi-Fi. Um, there's a way if you want to Google, go into private mode on your phone. Google, how do I um, hide a subreddit forum? And also, how do I block entire websites? So I'm going to need you to block 4chan. I'm going to need you to block our manosphere, our men's rights, our, um, you know, anti-feminist, whatever the fuck he's looking up. Block them all. Block them all. Because this is where it's coming from. She doesn't respect me, so I'm not going to give her love. I mean, yeah, like, that makes sense. But not not in this case. You're saying the right words, but not you shouldn't be saying them. Not you. She should be saying them to you, if anything. Do you ever think that he thinks, like, gosh, I wonder if this is how Christine feels. That I didn't respect her, and therefore she doesn't really feel loved and then doesn't really want to love me back. You think that's how Christine might feel? Hmm. Something to think about. The episode ends with Christine and Truly moving the rest of the things out of the garage. But Cody comes over to do his version of what he thinks helping is, which is telling Christine what to do. Christine has a snowblower and they want to put it in this like little U-Haul trailer behind her car. But Christine wants to put it in the front of the trailer But Cody says that she needs to put it in the back because even though everything's the same weight, the snowblower isn't as dense, which like, am I stupid or are you? Because I don't, like, if the weight's the same, 
What does it matter? What does it matter? I don't know. But he's saying that, like, they need to move the snowblower in the back and put the boxes in the front because otherwise the wheels go off when you're driving. Okay. So Christine tells us she's trying to just get Cody to put that snowblower in and get the fuck out. Like, she doesn't want him to help. She does not want him to be here. She just needs that one thing. And you can go, my guy. So she's trying to be like... Hey, if you want to put the snowblower in the back so bad, you're realizing that you're going to have to help me move everything else in there first, right? So can it click to you that maybe you don't want to move all her shit because you don't like her, remember? Um, So just put the snowblower in the front. Just do it so you can both leave and both be free of each other. So Christine tries to explain to him, like, yo, I can put the boxes in my car. Like, it's no problem. I really just need help with the snowblower. Like, don't worry about it, right? Don't try to micromanage this. So Cody says, yeah, but I wouldn't put the snowblower there. And Christine's like, I know you wouldn't. Thank you so much. I, I know, but like, I'm going to be in charge of this. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so then he rushes over to the back of the trailer, like an, like a just insolent child. In, insolent? Is that, that's not the right word. You know what I meant? Like in, insubordinate? I don't know. <laughs> I'm so busy. I have a lot to do. And it's it's all racing in my brain. We're, we're almost done, y'all. A brat. He's acting like a brat. So he goes over and gets a snowblower and he, like, is yanking it up in the trailer like, yeah, fine. Fine, I'll do that. Cody says in a confessional, yeah, well, she didn't want to listen to good advice, so I'm just going to cram it all in there. She's proving that she's being an independent woman right now by telling me the best way to pack. And it bothered me to my core. <laughs> Well, guess what, Cody? We don't give a fuck. Like, who cares? Why are you bothered? Bitch, just put the snow... Leave. Goodbye. Never mind. Christine brings up a great point in the confessional by saying, honestly, it's an asset in plural marriage for you to be independent, for the wives to be independent, because the guy isn't around. He's got other places to be. And frankly, she thinks that Independence is one of the best parts about her. It's really empowering to be able to get stuff done. Especially with Cody, who doesn't do anything but just scramble the wires and throw water on it and be like, this is great. What are you guys talking about? So then Cody's bitch ass says, we've had arguments like this forever. Christine and I. We've been fighting like this forever, but I was in charge. And now Christine's reversed the roles and said, I don't care what you're doing. And so I'm like, I don't have to help you. <laughs> Bro. Then he says, I'm sure a lot of this is going to poison my relationship or maybe it's poisoning my relationship with Janelle a little bit. It's definitely poisoning my relationship with Robin. And I think that's partly because I haven't figured out what I am when we're not this family. Like this family has been my purpose for so long and I'm out of my purpose. I'm spiritually off course. And I know that I'm a mess and I don't know what it's going to take to put me back on course. So... (laughs) When Cody leaves, he tries to give Truly a hug and she hits him with the, the Duggar side hug. But he's like, yo, um, give me a real hug you, just because I'm sweaty. Yeah, because I've been doing all the work. And Christine has to mutter, you didn't do all the work. I did a lot of it. <laughs> Why does he even have to say that? Ugh. Christine says in a confessional, I think we've learned a lot today. I've learned that I can stand up for myself and be strong and take a stand. And I also know that I'm never going to ask Cody for help again. So both of those have been great decisions made today. (laughs) Icon. She's a legend and she is the moment. 
So then Cody says that he's got mixed emotions because he's disappointed that Truly's gone, but he can't tell if he's relieved that Christine's going or if he's disappointed with it. Then he says that Christine has called him a lot of things since this breakup has happened. And I think maybe she called me a coward once. And yeah, I thought maybe, maybe I have been a little bit cowardly and I, maybe I should have just told her I didn't like you. What? (laughs) I should have just said, I don't like you, Christine. I should have, maybe I should have just said that the whole time. But what I didn't do is that I didn't quit. You should have because you don't like her, right? Like he wants credit for sticking around and not liking her. (laughs) Despite the fact that there's no love here and I'm not attracted to you and I don't want to live with you, I still stuck it out. I didn't break up with you, is what he means. And so I need credit for that. And you're ruining it. You're ruining it, Christine. The episode ends with Cody standing at the end of Christine's driveway, watching Christine and Truly walk drive away. And he's like, you know, I hope that once this anger settles, I hope I feel differently. But I hope it's not heartbreak. I just don't want to experience heartbreak here. I'm like, well, you're not going to because you don't like her. (laughs) Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. You, you hate her, so you won't be heartbroken. Not even sure if you have one, so. Good good news for you, I guess, Cody. <laughs> that will never happen. You will never be heartbroken because you don't know how to love. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> thank me for speaking. Uh, we'll be back next week with this wild conversation between Janelle and Cody where he says some of the meanest things I have ever heard somebody say to another person's face and i've watched all of the real housewives of beverly hills so let's put that into context so with that you guys have a great week Bye.